Yeah. Yeah. Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Let's get it. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Sean on the mic, very flat, too. Keep you updated, that's what we do. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. So. Yeah, how was uh, your New Year's and uh, Independence Day? Happy uh, Independence Day to both of you guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, for um, sure. So Vlad, how did y'all celebrate? You want to go, Vlad? Sure. So um, January 1st is Haitian Independence Day for the people that didn't know. And we celebrate by drinking this squash soup, basically. Um, and it's tradition in almost every Haitian household. So um, every January 1st, you have no breakfast, no dinner, no lunch, but the soup. Uh, you just drink that all day. And most houses actually have it the next day and the day after, which I did. Um, and it's literally one of my favorite meal ever, so. Yeah, um, a lot of people don't know, like Haiti is the first free black nation in the world, you know, and we got our independence in 1804. So this makes it 217 years that we had our independence from um, the Fran- French and a couple other armies, um, you know, that pretty much was trying to keep us enslaved and, you know, the Haitian people rebelled. And um, like Vlad said, you know, we eat the squash soup on January 1st. It's not only just New Year's, but to us, it's like even more, you know, um, it's having New Year's and Independence Day for us. So it's in the household, man, and you're eating it all day. Yeah. You know, um, it's, you know, it's something that, that keeps us close together. Um, you know, from what I've seen, I, I know a lot of people around Massachusetts because there's a big Haitian population here. You know, all, all the American people are asking for soup jumu, which is what it's called, um, soup jumu, so squash soup. Um, you know, so I got a lot of, I got several friends asking me, you know, yo, can I get a bowl? Can I get a bowl every year? Because it's actually, it's actually pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Um, and every year I got to make this announcement. This is what I've been doing to like, you know, trick the people. I tell them like I moved out of my mom's house, so I don't have any. So I don't have to deliver shit. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I just go to mom's house, you know what I mean? Do what I got to do, you know. Um, I don't even post about it no more, you know what I mean? Just so people don't ask me because it's like, it's like, it's like becoming trendy kind of, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? It kind of being, being trendy, Vlad. Um, I like the culture being exposed. I like people knowing about my culture and um, I think it's, it's opening people's to like a, something that never, never they didn't know before um the culture behind it and right. the history behind it right due to the like the curriculum the way they run the school system here they don't really tell you about a lot of these things you know um when it comes to like black history you know yeah. so really like you know the the history of haiti should be like one of the most studied you know things in school for like our black people because that would empower a lot of you know our people you know um because I feel like I have a lot of pride, you know, just because I know the history of my people and stuff like that. And, you know, as opposed to, you know, regular African-Americans where, you know, they came from Africa, they were taken from their land. So a lot of them don't know their actual history, you know, um, and I think that does a lot for people. But well, let's, let's not gloss over the fact that we were taken from our land as well. Yeah, we were. But to, but to Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do. um you know, we do have the pride of being a nation that kicked 
um, a white man's army to gain our independence. Um, but I think it's, you know, Haiti doesn't get a lot of good press. And on January 1st, it's one of the few days that it gets good press for the soup and for the for what it did. So I um, appreciate it for that. Right. You know, happy Independence Day to all the Haitians out here. You know, yeah. All yeah, absolutely. Now. You know, um, what'd you do? I know you probably just turned up there. <laughs> Living that yeah, yeah. lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. Uh, not as much uh, this year due to, you know, the circumstances. Uh, you know, I actually ended up, you know, working that day and got out around 11 and then just went home and uh, you know, celebrated with you know with the family and 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 stuff, and uh, kind of had some drinks, you know, with them and spent some time, uh, you know, with them to you know start off the new year. So that was nice to you know be able to to do that. You know, I you know popped a bottle or two, um, mm-hmm. you know, a champagne uh, as I do every year. So you know, and definitely enjoyed that. So yeah, it was a nice New Year's. You know, would obviously like to do more, but you know. I'm glad at least I got to celebrate it with the family and uh, the people that mean the most to me in my life. Right. It's also a pandemic. So how much could you really be doing? Right. Um, Right. Right. No, absolutely. Can't be like that. But with that said, um, you guys have a New Year's resolution? Um, Not really. I really don't do um, resolutions like that. I just try to... um, it's really a you know a new day, but you know I guess. So you're guess, not going to the gym, you know. You're not I'm, gonna. I'm not gonna get one of those. You're not gonna more. get buffed this year. <laughs> 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 we all got them, yo. Yo, I'm going back to the gym, bro. Like <laughs> two weeks later. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, right. Yeah. I know that's it's, how it always is. It's definitely a, a reset button, but I don't try to make these resolutions. I try to. The same goals I was working last year is the same goals I'm working on this year. Um, you know, just trying to get it and trying to be successful in everything I um, take part take part in. It's not bad. Yeah, I, no, I'm not really a big New Year's resolution uh, guy either. Just you know, because you know, like you said, John, typically people that have New Year's resolutions, uh, you know, don't. don't usually stick with it throughout the whole year or even throughout the first month it only lasts a couple of weeks and then uh you know goes when they you know forget about it after the first two weeks of the year uh i'd probably just say for me just to continue to you know to get better and to to grow um you know as a person you know pretty much in every aspect of life and to you know be better than i was last year and to you know be you know more successful yeah hopefully that you know leads into success um you know as far as you know growing and you know maturing as a person and um you know that as you know as i am so that's kind of what i look to to do you know every every year i don't really set out to much um new year's resolutions obviously i do have goals um that i like to accomplish but i mean they're similar to the goals that you know i had you know last year so then it's still a process and continuing to work on those uh you know pretty much each and every day you know moving forward so uh yeah i think that's pretty much what i'm looking at for 2021 look excited and looking forward to um this year and and being better yeah i don't i don't have a resolution 
myself. Um, I don't know if I ever did resolutions, but I think I don't think I ever like set out for like a goal either like this year. But I think this year I actually do have a goal. Like, you know, I want I want to get a thousand subscribers. So if you're watching this video, please subscribe. That's what I want. A thousand yeah. subscribers. You hey, know that's a good I goal want, to have. I like and you know, and I and I mean that like by by the end of this year, you know. Um, right now we're at 300, you know, so I'd like for us to get, you know, we're at 300 something, whatever the number like is. 310 but, or something like right, that, yeah. The goal is to get 1,000 this year, and, you know, if it's more, that's great, but that's the goal, and, you know, I'm going to work hard and push forward, you know, with that, and, you know, I want, you know, our podcast to be more successful, you know, in, in all endeavors that we're trying to do, and so far, you know, with the support that we've gotten, we've been able to do that, you know what I'm saying, so... Um, I think this is something that, you know, I was thinking about doing for a while, meaning the podcast and, you know, it happened and it's been going way better than I imagined that it was going to go. You know what I'm saying? With you guys, the consistency we've displayed, you know, we're shoot. We're on episode 42, right, Barry? Yes, sir. The big one too. That's right. Right. Episode 42. I know already it's crazy that uh, we're already on our 42nd episode. It really doesn't feel like it but you know time really flies when you're having fun and doing what you enjoy you know doing and and love doing so yeah no we're fortunate and blessed to be able to do that and to make it to this point yeah you know and another goal i have is for us to you know start getting some guests in here some 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 athletes you know some coaches um some people that are involved in in the sporting industry you know interact more with our supporters you know um and just just keep working you know pushing the envelope as far as we can and as far as the platform and i i don't doubt that we can do that so that that's what i'm setting out but subscribe to the channel a thousand subscribers that's what i'm trying to get i love the goal yes love that goal too that's an awesome goal with that said you know uh you can follow us we're on social media instagram profans underscore sports we're on twitter dot com slash profan sports facebook.com slash profan sports if you like to watch these videos again subscribe click the bell notification comment you know whatever you want to hate please do that um you can get that on youtube.com slash profan sports um we drop episodes every tuesday morning at eight o'clock religiously um if you if you're looking you'll, it'll be there on tuesday mornings on pretty much every platform out there um we drop every videos every wednesday thanks to vlad so shout out to vlad for you know, doing the videos, everything's been getting better and better as we've gone along. So, you know, he's working hard. Make sure you're subscribing. Um, and as always, we're going to get into the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, soccer, if we have it, be money lifestyle person um, of the week. And let's get it, man. So in the NFL, we're going to be talking about some Patriots news, uh, the Bills recap from last week, and then the most recent game uh, versus the Jets. So some Patriots news. Uh, Adam Schefter reported that the Patriots will part ways with Cam Newton. um, Derrick Henry, well, this is not Patriots news. This is NFL news. Derrick Henry is the eighth player to reach uh, 2,000 yards in the season. Um, I I think he reached a a little bit more than 2,000 yards, but that kid's amazing. Uh, The Bucs, Tampa Bay, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucs, they're getting their first playoff berth with the GOAT since 2007. Uh, and the Browns' first winning season since 2007 and their first playoff berth since 2002. Um, and I think the major news on that one is uh, the Patriots will part ways with Cam Newton. Um, I know you guys saw that. You know, what was your reaction to that? Um, how you feeling? 
Well, um, not surprising. Um, I think we all want an update at quarterback, an upgrade at quarterback. Um, what we saw this year was merely unacceptable for football in New England. Um, the last 20 years, we've had a quarterback that is pretty much arguably the greatest quarterback in the NFL. Um, and to go to that to somebody that really can't throw um, is, is, you know, heartbreaking. Um, so I, I, I'm not surprised about that, but Belichick didn't confirm that yet. Um, which I don't think he would have anyways. But um, I, I don't expect to see Cam Newton with the Patriots next year. Yeah, I would certainly agree with that. I wasn't surprised at all. Uh, I've expected this for a while, um, particularly with the way the season went. Uh, so I was like, it was only a matter of time before the reports came out, uh, you know, from the media that, you know, Cam Newton was not expected to be back with, the Patriots next year, uh, as he shouldn't, I felt like he didn't really, uh, you know, perform well enough and, you know, doesn't deserve to be back with the Patriots uh, ne next year. Uh, I think it's the right decision, you know, for both sides to, you know, to go their separate ways and to uh, look to, you know, move on and, and move forward into the 2021 season. And, uh, and, you know, we need something new here at the quarterback position. We need, you know, better level of quarterback play and, uh, and, and more consistent, you know, with, with that position because uh, we didn't really get that this year. So, uh, you know, whether, you know, it's a veteran or a young guy, we just need someone better. It's really that simple. Uh, you know, it's unacceptable the quarterback play that we got um, this year by you know, by any standards, you know, but, and we don't, uh, you know, ever, ever want to see that again, you know, in, in New England uh, as fans and just also as, you know, people that, you know, will watch the game and, you know, and cover the game as we do. That's not something that we want to uh, see, you know, a whole year consisted of that. So uh, I think, you know, it's best that both, you know, both sides, um, go in a different direction and the Patriots need a breath of fresh air. Um, so I'm glad that, you know, they're going to decide to, to do that and, you know, and go with someone else for the 2021 season. And I'm interested in finding out who that person will be. Yeah. I think I, I, you know, I owe everybody an apology for suggesting that the Patriots bring Cam Newton and, you know, for the competition with, you know, Jared Stidham. You know, because that's one of the episodes that when we talked about it, like a couple hours later, they signed Cam Newton. We were all excited about it. You know, um, if I knew this was how this season was going to go, I think I would have much rather have seen Jared Stidham, you know, all year. You know what I'm saying? If I knew, you know, we were going to get hyped up like that, you know, because everybody, we thought like we were getting a Cam Newton that, that was on the revenge tour, like he talked about, you know. Mm -hmm. And instead what we saw was, pretty much the reason why, you know, Cam Newton was on ice for all that time, you know, and other teams wasn't trying to pick him up. Um, and it just seemed like he lost the ability to throw the ball. Like, our offense, we couldn't do shit on third downs. Like, we couldn't do – we were not functional on third downs at all all year. And, you know, when you're running the ball three out of the four times, you're on offense, you know, you need – you need to be able to throw. I mean, two out of the four times, you need to be able to throw the ball. And that's usually on third down. We can't do that. 
there's not much success you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna have. You know, granted, he came in, he put himself on the line, you know, um, he took leadership on the team and things like that. You know, I'm I'm still a Cam Newton fan, but you know, it just didn't work out here. And you know, there was a lot of suggestions that maybe we can bring Cam Newton back next year to like with better weapons. But I don't even think Cam Newton will work with better weapons here. You know, and there's no doubt next year the team's gonna be, you know, I say. 75 to 80 percent better than what it was this year you know based on the people that we have coming back and i don't think we can have any worse performance at, at the quarterback position than we did this year so i think it, it, it's up from here you know what happens if they bring him back next year i don't know how the fan base is going to take it you know because like why would you bring him back next year like we've seen everything that we need to see like do we think like he was going to Maybe he, if he was in Tampa Bay, he could do a little better of a job. But, like, you know, I've I seen a quote during one of his interviews. He was talking about how, you know, how being with the Patriots has, like, taught him a lot of stuff about, like, um, deciphering defenses and, you know, knowing what's coming and stuff. I'm like, you've been in the league for, like, 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, we, why do we not have this knowledge already? You know what I'm saying? Um, well, it, you know, it just it, looked bad, man. It just looked bad. If you're not in the right system, you're not learning the right stuff, you know. And um, <laughs> but you know, Cam had arguably his best game the last game of the season. Um, and <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> right, it's like too little, too late for that. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I saw him celebrating after this little run he had. I'm like, bro, you're packing your shit up after the game. Like, exactly. what are we? What are we happy about? I mean, he should celebrate. He's in the game. So I don't know, man. Like He should celebrate making a play. I mean, at the end of the day, he's out there to win the game, and they won the game. Unfortunately, he had a bad season. But I was trying to say that um, he arguably had his best game the last game of the season, and that was the first time ever that um, the tight ends were involved into the, in the game. Um, and, and he threw a touchdown to a tight end. He threw a couple of passes to tight ends. Who did he throw a touchdown to? Devin Asiasi. Oh, wow. I didn't even see that because I didn't. I wasn't taking that game seriously. I'm like, we don't even need to win this game. Yeah, I, but, know? I, but I, I, I... Secretly, secretly, I was like, yo, I wouldn't mind if we lost this game. Like, at least we had a better draft prospect. I think we were set to be number 15 no matter what. If we win No matter game. what? Yeah, 15? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty much oh, we're going to be in the middle of... But uh, the the pack and draft order, yeah. But but to tell you, I mean, when I was watching that game, when we talked about it last week, um, we wanted to see the tight ends get involved. We wanted to see a better offense, and I, I we I, we actually saw that. You know, Cam Newton threw for three touchdown. I don't think he threw for three touchdown all year. Um, yeah, now was the first, the first game he's time thrown for at least three touchdowns. No, yeah, that's right. No interception and the tight end. Thank you for the last game. And the tight, the tight end, the the ends got involved, which was really good to see because we didn't see the tight ends all year. It was the first time, I think it was the first time Devin Asiasi caught a pass all year. Yo, he's been a bum all year. Right, right. So, so, I mean, I I don't want them to bring him back, but I was just trying to play devil's advocate. What if they bring him back? Like, what would, like, what if, because Belichick was sticking to him all year. You know, um, yeah, he was, but I don't think you can bring him back as awful and as pathetic as this offense was throughout the whole, you know, season, particularly, you know, with the quarterback. 
play. I, I just don't see how they, you know, can possibly, you know, say let's do this over again next year and, uh, you know, and, and run a similar offense. I just, you know, think that it's best for, you know, the team and best for even Cam himself if, uh, you know, they just go about their own business and, uh, you know, the Patriots bring in someone else for the position and Cam, you know, looks for somewhere else to play if there's anyone that's going to pick him up, uh, who, who right. will be interesting to see. But, yeah, I, I don't think it would work out, uh, you know, second year, even with, the you know, training camp, uh, an actual training camp in preseason, I don't think it would make much of a difference because, I mean, we, we already know what Cam Newton is and uh, I don't see him getting any better as a quarterback right. being a year older. so Right. We're going to do a whole recap on the season, um, but I want to get into uh, some of the games. We didn't get to talk about, you know, the Buffalo Bills game, um, you know, that happened last Monday night because obviously our podcast drops on Tuesday mornings and, you know, the game ends, what, at like 11.30 p.m., so there's no way to get that in there. Uh, so we had to wait until this episode. But, um, you know, the Patriots dropped the game against the Buffalo Bills um, who were playing at home 38-9. to um, were they playing here? Were they playing? It was in New England, in, correct. In Gillette, right. We were at mm-hmm. home and, you know, they put up 38 points against us and we scored nine points. Um, Cam Newton had 34 yards. He went five for 10 for 34 yards. It's crazy. Um, oh. He was also benched in the third quarter. Uh, Jared Stidham came in and went four for 11 for only 44 yards. So he didn't do, oh. any, you know, much better. Uh, right. Josh Allen, you know, who's who's been coming on strong for the last couple of years. You know, it seems like he's realized some things and he got a good weapon in Stephon Diggs and they've been doing their thing. He went 27 of 36 for 320 yards for four TDs. So um, I think the one thing I said was like, I didn't want us to get embarrassed. And <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so you're right, your worst nightmares came true uh, on that game, John, to say the least. Right. Vlad, what were your th- thoughts on the game? Um, yeah, well, know. you know, it just – it was a bad game. It was a a, a um, opposite day, basically. It was opposite day. Um, it's, <laughs> that's it's, fact. Good point. No, that, that, that's fact. It's almost like um, the Bills had some Brady on the side on the, on, um, on, on the center, and um, – and we had the worst quarterback in the division on the center, you know what I mean? Right. As as the Bill usually do. And it was it was a bad game offensively and defensively. Um our defense made um um Josh Allen look like some pretty he deciphered that defense with no issue. Um he, he looked really good out there. I was actually really impressed by his decision making and his patience, his reading the pocket. He looked real good. On, on our side, we just looked bad. We didn't do anything. I don't even know what to talk about, really, just because we didn't do anything. Like, there was nothing good that we did that game. Um, Kim Newton threw for 34 yards. 34 yards, bro. Like, and... Oh, man. And as somebody that wanted Jerry to come in, I wanted Jerry to come into the game because I wanted to see what we have in him. He didn't look any better. You know, he's a better thrower than Kim Newton, but anybody sure. anybody is a better thrower than Kim, Kim Newton, so right, that, doesn't, right. that doesn't say much. But he didn't show anything good, nothing that you could get excited about. So um, it was it was one of that game was literally one of the one of the most uninteresting game that I've ever watched as a Patriots fan. Most unwatchable. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
last um the Jets game was even though the Jets game had nothing to do with anything, that was far more interesting. Yeah, for for sure. Um, I think we all know how bad you know the performance by the New England Patriots was. It was you know horrendous uh, and um, absolutely hor- horrific. Um, I think the only good thing that happened in that game was Cam Newton got a, did a rushing touchdown, but they ended up missing the extra point right after that. And um, yeah, I just kind of knew it was going to be a bad day for them as soon as on that first drive, if you can remember, they ran that um, flea flicker play where they, you know, tossed it to James White. James White ran to the right side, threw it back to Cam Newton, and Cam Newton threw it right to Damari Burton. It was actually a good pass, probably one of the few good throws he made that game and legit hit him right in the breadbasket and he just dropped it. And from there, I felt like, I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be uh, you know, a disaster and, and a long night for us. And that's exactly what it was. Um, I think what this game made me realize uh, when I was watching was you know, the talent gap between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots and how far it is and how much more talent and how much better of a team Buffalo is as to the Patriots. It's like night and day, but pretty much it's not even close. Uh, Buffalo's the far more superior team, uh, far more talented team in pretty much every phase of the game. Uh, they, they, they pretty much took it right to us and the Patriots had no answer at, at all. Like they were just, that was, I think their worst game of the season in the game where they were the least competitive. Oh yeah. I think that was even worse than the 49ers game. And we all know how bad the 49ers game was. Um, like, yeah, the, 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 that was just a, you know, an absolute shit show. I think uh, another thing I realized was that Kim Newton, as bad as he was and as bad even as Jared Stidham was, the quarterback play for this team is not the only problem. There's way more problems with this football team um, right now that need to be fixed this offseason than just the quarterback. Like just bringing in a new quarterback and expecting that things are going to drastically improve and get better uh, is not going to cut it. This team has a lot of holes and a lot of, you know, needs that need to be addressed this off season, you know, as we talked about on previous episodes, but it just like made me realize like, damn, Bill Belichick's got his work cut out for him and he has a whole lot of, um, you know, building to do with this roster. He pretty much has to build it from scratch. Like he has to start from square one because that's how bad it is. It's like there's no really guys that you could say, yeah, we can build around this guy or we can, you know, build around him. Like he has to build this thing from the bottom up. So I think, you know, watching those games made me realize that um, the the Patriots have a long way to go in order to be a playoff contending team and, and a much more, you know, competitive team for next year. Yeah, for sure, man. I think you guys definitely made valid points. Um, actually, I was on mute there for a second. Um, but, you know, like you, you said, Vlad, you know, that was a really unwatchable game, you know, versus the Bills. Um, like I said, one thing I didn't want them to do was embarrass us. And, you know, we didn't really do much for them not to embarrass us. You know, um, we saw Stephon Diggs go off for three touchdowns. 
you know, our corners just couldn't do anything with them, you know. Um, like the, the the help defense wasn't there pretty much throughout the night. Um, you know, where we're, we're lacking at linebacker. You know, we have a lot of – we have like six defensive backs on the field, you know, a lot of the times during the game, you know, and you're getting ran over, you're getting ran in between, whatever. You know, we just can't stop anything. Um, and, and it showed, you know, Cam Newton – you know, 34 yards don't even need to be said. And it just seems like to me that the obviously the, the Patriots playbook was way too much for Cam Newton, you know, because it looks like he's lost all instincts, you know, for the game. You know, I feel like in North Carolina, he was playing really free. You know, when plays were breaking down, he was able to, like, make a quick decision and move. You know, in these games, there are sometimes where, you know, it's like third and whatever – and there's like a whole open area there for Cam to run and he doesn't see it at all. And he just like throws a duck on the ground or something like that. And, you know, the, the drive ends and he's not able to recognize a lot of stuff, you know. Um, and like Vlad was saying, like, it's, it's not much to, you know, it's not much to to recap here, you know. Um, you know, that game was just not was unwatchable you know there's nothing to recap we didn't do anything in the game um you know we lost Stefan Gilmore so he didn't play in the game and you know it showed you know with Jackson covering digs and you know they did they did what they had to do and you know Buffalo is definitely a dangerous team you know going into the playoffs you know um and we knew we knew we weren't going to win the game but I wanted it to be at least a little bit competitive you know what I'm saying but that's not what we got and then this past Sunday, uh, the Patriots played the New York Jets. And that game, like Vlad was saying earlier, you know, was a little more watchable. Um, not only because we won, but because it looks like, you know, we were doing some good stuff during the game, you know. Um, so I saw Sony Michelle, you know, got his first receiving touchdown ever. You know, he was excited about that. Um, you know, we succeeded in, in situational football during the game. Um, the defense got a couple picks um, from Sam Darnold. So, you know, we we had more to talk about in this game. Um, so the Patriots won it 28 to 14. Cam Newton threw 21 out of 30. Man, he actually threw more than 10 passes in the game. Um, he was, he had 242 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And Jacoby Myers, you know, who should be, you know, one of the MVPs on this season, um, threw a touchdown to Cam Newton um, during the game. You know, and that was pretty cool as well. Um, Vlad, I know you watched the whole game. I didn't watch the whole game just because, you know, it was a meaningless game to me, you know, um, and I had other things to do. So I had it on, but I wasn't watching as I normally do, you know, watching every single play. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the most watchable games of the year. It was Kim Newton's probably best game of the year. I mean, it's a game that he threw three touchdowns, a game that we won. He didn't (coughs) have any interception he didn't have any fumbles literally i think it was his best game of the year um the tight ends were involved um i see i see caught multiple balls and he also caught a touchdown which was exciting to see the tight ends get involved um i, I don't know if you guys remember last episode i was saying one of the things that i want to see is the tight ends get involved in the game and seeing some of the rookies play and that was great to see um it was a most complete game from start to finish, maybe 
maybe from the first games of the year, that was like one of the best games of the year. Unfortunately, it didn't mean anything. Um, the Jets are the worst team, one of the worst teams in the NFL. So it's a, it's a win that you can't really take nothing from. Um, but you're just excited to see your team get a good win. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, um, it's the end of the season. Um, we at least we ended, it, we ended it on a win. Um, but all all around, it was a disappointing season. Um, I'm not taking much from that game besides the fact that when the tight ends were on the field, we got a better offense. The offense played better. Yeah, for sure. Um, those are some good points uh, about the game. Uh, I actually did watch this game. Um, I still watched most of it. Uh, with a good friend of mine who um, is actually a Jets fan, believe it or not, is a you know college roommate of mine. He came up um, to visit me. He was in town, so we ended up watching the game together. So I yeah, just wanna give him a quick shout out, Chaka Lane. Appreciate you for coming through and watching the game with me yesterday. Um, definitely was good seeing you. Uh, but I think with this game, I mean, like you said, Vlad, I don't really take much from it. Uh, I kind of just felt miserable watching the game and, like, just couldn't really get excited about any plays because it's like, what does this really mean on the grand scheme of things? Absolutely nothing. Uh, like, it was, yeah, it was nice that, um, you know, they were able to finally move the ball on offense and actually score some points and look somewhat like an NFL offense uh, that can actually function. Um but it, it, it was just, um, you know, not, you know, not not very, you know, meaningful and just like it was kind of like a waste of time in uh, in a sense, uh, you know, the, with the Jets. Uh, but I know my buddy was telling me that uh, their secondary is just absolutely depleted. So I'm not surprised that Cam Newton lit them up. Uh, he was even showing me on the roster he went legit through the whole secondary and showed me that there's only one person that's actually a starter on that roster and, you know, and, and that's actually been, you know, playing for, you know, with, with the team for more than this season. The rest of the guys that they had on this the Jets secondary were practice squad guys. So I'm not surprised that, um, you know, having, you know, going against, you know, uh, primarily practice squad guys that the Patriots had success against uh, the Jets defense because, I mean, I would expect that. Um, you know, the only good thing that I can take away from this game was that at least the Patriots don't have, um, you know, double-digit losses because, I know, I just feel kind of, like, weird about a team, particularly my team, having double-digit losses as opposed to having nine losses. I feel like there's like a little bit of difference than that. Um, when you look back on this season, uh, you know, at least seven and nine looks at least a little bit more respectable than six and 10, like six and 10. That's just, <laughs> that's God awful. That, 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 that's atrocious. Uh, but at least seven and nine, you're only one game uh, back from 500. And, um, you know, it, and it at least seems like a little bit better of a record. And I'm glad that my prediction actually came uh, right. Um, you know, when I was saying that they were going to go seven and nine this year, and that ended up being the case. So I was, you know, spot on 
with that. So I'm glad that that turned out to be the case. Um, You're glad? Well, I'm glad that I predicted this okay. season. Was, you know, much as better. far as how it was going to go, that it turned out to be, you know what I'm saying, the way that as a Patriots fan that actually wants to see the team do well and be successful and win football games and, you know, and, and make it to the playoffs, I'm not happy from that standpoint. But as, you know what I'm saying, when I analyzed the – you know, the season, right, when the uh, regular season schedule came out, uh, I believe, in May, when we we'd first talked about it right here on this podcast, and we were doing our predictions uh, game by game, and my prediction was, and it turned it out to be that the, re- the record was going to be 7-9, which exactly that's what, you know, it turned out to be, uh, you know, right on the money. So, you know, from that standpoint, I'm happy that I, you know, came up with the, you know, correct record. But I mean, I'm certainly not happy with this team's performance, and that ended up that I ended up being right. Uh, you know, th- that the team was as bad as it was this year. Um, so it's unfortunate because it's like I don't think we made any progress this year, and I don't think there's anything we can build on, and you know, we can, you know, you know, bring. Um, you know, with us into next year and that will that'll be able to translate. So, uh, you know, hopefully the tie, the only thing, like you said, Vlad, that hopefully that can translate from what happened in this game into next year is a tight end play. We did see better tight end play um, in this game finally about time. Uh, it took them week 17 to see that. So hopefully that, you know, the tight ends will play better next year. we being in the system for another year and obtaining more knowledge uh, about the offense and the playbook, hopefully we'll be able to see them be more consistent and actually be a bigger part of the offense in uh, the 2021 season. Yeah. Only thing I took away from that was I'm glad the season's over. I'm looking forward to the draft, you know, um, seeing, you know, who could possibly, you know, be on this team next year. Um, I know we, we got a lot of free agents coming up, so I was thinking about those guys throughout the, the time. You know, a lot of these faces – may not be here, you know, um, and a lot of the players have expressed that, you know, um, a lot of the players have said, you know, come next year, a lot of these faces will not be there. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the reports on who's going to be there and who's not. So with that said, let's do a little recap on the Patriots season. So we obviously we went 79, like we've been saying, um, Cam Newton, we now know, you know, we'll probably part ways with, with the Patriots. We don't know if that's cemented, you know, um, Adam Schefter posted it, you know, we some, sometimes he's wrong, but majority of the time he is right. So, um, you know, if that's the case, you know, I think, I think we already spoke about that. So we don't even have to touch that. But um, what do we do with Jared Stidham? Do you guys want him to come back next year and, you know, try to compete for a starting position? Or do you think Jared Stidham is going to be, shoot, maybe not even a backup in this league? Well, he's not looking good. I mean, I I don't know exactly what the Patriots' plan is for him. He's been with the Patriots. Is he? Is that his third year? It's next year is gonna be his third year. Yeah, well, next year's year's third be year. his third year. This next year will be his third year. year. So he's still early in his development. Um, so I don't think I'm pretty sure the Patriots are gonna keep him. I don't think they're gonna release him. I think he's still early in his development. Um, but but I think we're gonna need to bring somebody, whether that is. Most like we most likely, Aflazo, we most likely will probably bring somebody to free agent. 
because um, there's a there's a good amount of quarterback available. Um, Fitzpatrick. Nope. Have Fitzpatrick. It's magic. <laughs> he make, he's making up New England stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. if he doesn't I'm good. retire, ho- hopefully, if he doesn't decide to retire and stop playing. No, go ahead, Vlad. Yeah, I'm okay on that. Yeah, I, I don't want Fitzpatrick, but I do think that we are going to bring somebody in, whether that is, you know, Carson Wentz or um, Dwayne Haskin or um, even even um, Alex Smith or um, I don't know. You know what I mean? Or even what's his name in Atlanta? Um, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. I mean, he's not a free agent or anything like that, but I I just don't know what those teams are going to do. You know what I mean? You don't know who's, who's going to blow it up. Yeah, exactly. So, and and if, you know, I mean, I, I feel as though Atlanta is one of those teams like they've had Matt Ryan for a while and they just haven't been able to do anything. So, um, so I do think we need to bring a quarterback. And as far as the whole season goes, obviously it was a very disappointing season offensively, defensively. Belichick did not get the team ready for the season. He wasn't proactive about finding a quarterback. Um, he waited until the last minute to sign Cam Newton. Um, if he really wanted Cam Newton, he would have signed him way earlier in the offseason. Um, as far as GM, his GM um, job, he didn't do a good job. I mean, the guy he's drafted in the in in the offseason, Kyle Duggar, um, maybe he's the one guy that actually um, – did something um you know he actually he didn't just do something he actually played a lot he of played. minutes and he played well um Kyle Duggar was the only guy that shined the rookies the tight the rookie Titans he drafted two of them um they didn't really make an impact until the last game of the season um it's it just wasn't a good job by Bill Belichick at all I mean I know people want to give him credit because he got I don't know seven wins out of this team but he's the one that put the team together if he if he if he wants credit for seven wins, he should have put a better team together and get more wins out of it. So it was a very disappointing year. Um, no, nobody in New England was expecting that to go from to go for somebody that goes to the playoff every year to not making the playoff. And it's just not making. The, if we were making the playoff and we we're competitive, it would have been different. We didn't make the playoff and we weren't competitive. Like nobody, everybody was laughing in our faces. You don't want to be the laughing stock of the of of the league. You know what I mean? And, Right now, we are the laughing stock of the league. Are we? Yeah. Well, you're not scared of New England. No, I'm, I mean, we're not scared, but I don't know if they're the laughing stock. Well, I wouldn't say about you're that. Not say you're, not scared right, of New right. England. you're not scared of New England, and you know their quarterback can throw for shit. They don't have somebody on the on the roster that can throw. That can throw. I would say, you know, the, the rest of the league is not scared of us no more. I'd say that. You know? yeah, you know, I don't know. Right, for, right. I don't know for that. I think the laughing stock is like the Jets or the Jets. Yeah, or the Jets was you know right, I mean? right, exactly. I'm, I'm laughing at you if you so if you throw in 34 yards a game, bro. Hey, deservedly, deservedly. I'm laughing at you, bro. Right, at least the Jets and the Jaguars quarterbacks can throw for more yards than that. They can make NFL throws. Facts. How, exactly. How how do you want me to not laugh at you if you are in a league, in a professional league, if you're not, you cannot make professional throws? That's like can't make five yard throws, right? You can't make the check Oof. down, bro. You're a laughing stock. It's humiliating, right? Right. Okay. There, maybe we want to take this one. Um, what do you think about the defense? You know, this year. What did I think? Yeah, about the defense. Our defense. Oh, I mean, 
I thought it was okay. Uh, you know, the, the, they had some good games, but towards the end of the season, they just didn't really play well, particularly when they played against, you know, good offenses and offenses that particularly could, you know, run the football well, you know, the, the, their lack of, you know, not having linebackers or defensive right. line, I feel like that caught up with them. The, the, the lack of size, they were too small, defensively dependent and relied on their secondary too much. And I feel like that kind of bit them in the ass, you know, at the end when they faced teams that had a, you know, good running game and so that were what, able to um, expose them and exploit that weakness. So what do you think the defense will need, you know, um, to – you know, perform better in the next in the next season. You know, whether it's through the draft or free agency, what do you think the team needs to be focusing on? Uh, I think they certainly need to get obviously some linebackers. They they need more depth at linebackers. They can't be continuing to keep playing this six and seven. Um, you know, defensive backs, nickel and dime packages. Uh, it's good to go to them once in a while, particularly when it's a passing down and passing, you know, situation, but you can't consistently play that kind of defense in this league and expect to, you know, have, you know, any kind of success or a lot of um, success. So I think certainly they're going to need, you know, more depth at linebacker inside and outside uh, linebacker. Uh, They're going to, you know, need, you know, some defensive linemen. Like you said, they need more, you know, size and more girth, you know, in there. you know, pretty much the only good defensive lineman is Lawrence Guy, uh, who's a free agent. I hope he comes back, but we all know they're going to need more depth at that position. They need more than that. You can't just rely on one guy to, you know, to play well at that position. So uh, we need that. And then I think we need some edge rushers, some guys that, you know, can rush the passer, some, you know, better defensive ends uh, and that can also, you know, contain and play the run a- a- as well. So, I think they certainly need, you know, some more guys that are, you know, physical uh, and that can, you know, certainly defend the run well. And, you know, and, and that can get to the quarterback because, you know, their pass rush was really non-existent uh, this year. Most of the quarterbacks that we played had all day to throw in, in the pocket and were just sitting there and got to look at all their reads and all their options before uh, making a pass. So I think certainly those would be, the top needs that I'd like to see. Uh, maybe they can add a uh, particular Gilmore leaves like another corner or, you know, another safety. Cause I know the, you know, Chung may not come back. And if he does, you know, he's probably won't be the same player. And then the McCordy twins are getting older. So they probably want another younger safety um, to, you know, play with Kyle Duggar. But um, I think certainly they have to you know, get more physical because the defense is soft. Let's just call it what it is. It's a soft, soft defense uh, that, uh, can, you know what I'm saying, with, with that, you know, teams continuously ran it down their throat um, yeah. all game long. So uh, right. I think that's certainly what they need to address defensively this offseason, yeah, whether no, through the draft or free agency. Right. I, I didn't ask you about Jared Siddham just because, you know, I feel like Vlad broke it down and we've, we've right, you right. know, we don't want to be a, a dead horse, you know, because we've been talking about Jared the whole time. Um, but but no, you thank you for that. I agree thing. with. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Real quick thing about Jared Stidham. He, he shouldn't come back ne- next year. I don't want to see Jared Stidham back 
next year. I think they should clean house that quarterback and start new, bring new quarterbacks in, and um, it, you know, and, and have better guys at that position. I don't. I've seen enough from Jared Stidham, and I I don't think he, you know, he can play in that. He 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 should be on this team uh, for any longer. I think they need to do what Washington did and release like they did with Dwayne Haskins. They need to release Jared Stidham too. He's a fourth round pick. He's you're not gonna get anything for him. So like you might as well just let him go and move on from him too, as well as Cam Newton. That's what I really think they should do about that position. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, Vlad's a little tired. I don't disagree. Um, I think definitely we should clean house, you know, because I don't think there's anything valuable there, you know, at the position at all. You know, mm -hmm. and I'd like to see some fresh faces, some people that are not scared from what happened this year come on and, you know, maybe somebody with a chip on their shoulder, you know, that's trying to get to the playoffs. Um, you know, the name that keeps coming up for me is Matt Stafford, man. That, that oh, would I'd be love to see that. Dream. That'd be perfect. Um, the ideal you know, guy. I'd love for that. real, for real. Um, the so ideal guy? From out of all the quarterbacks that are available that through trade or free agency, that's... I think he would be, be the best that fit. That should be the, one of the top targets and one of the top fits, um, you know, at the quarterback position. Uh, for, for, for this offseason out of all the guys that will be available at quarterback um, this offseason. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're thinking about blowing it up in, you know, in Detroit, in Detroit right, too. In so it's like, why? Exactly. I say, you know, if Bill Belichick can secure a Matt Stafferman, I think that would, you know, one, I mean, create more success next year. And two, that's like, that's your bridge quarterback because he is a little older and he's, you know, he maybe have three, four years left or something like that. Right, you know. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I um I'm not a big fan of Matt Stafford. Obviously, he's gonna be better than anything we have right now. And if we do secure him, we will have a better quarterback situation than we have this year for sure. But I, I think, just I just don't like Matt. I, I just don't like um the way he plays, the way when I, I just feel as like though he the play breaks down too much with him. Too much too much running around and trying to make a play after the play. I just I just don't enjoy that. So, um, well, he's, if I, I would take, I would, I would personally take. Um, if there, if there was an opportunity to get Matt Ryan, I would take Matt Ryan over. I mean, you also got to consider, you know, the offensive line for Matt Stafford. Exactly. He hasn't had, right. you know, he's had some of the worst offensive lines that the league has seen. You know what I'm saying? So yep. yeah. he's been on the run a lot. So mm -hmm. I think a lot, you know, it's not just attributed to him. I think it's what's going on around him as well. Um, and right. I think one thing New England does is, you know, figure that out, you know, here um, to give the quarterback a little more time. But I think with our offensive line, Matthew Stafford could do markedly better than, you know, anything that he's done before. Um, right. The mm -hmm. guy that can make all the throws, like all, all the throws. Yes. He even makes, yes. you know, Patrick Mahomes like throws and, you know, that's Those never going to throws. Exactly, right, right. That's yep, never yep. going to be given that spotlight because he plays in Detroit. But mm -hmm. I think, as far as like fit, as far as like smarts, toughness, I think Matt Matt Stafford would be ideal. But you know that that's a pipe dream for now. We don't know if they're gonna blow it up because if they do blow it up, who are they gonna have? What are they gonna do? They're gonna have to draft a quarterback. It's a deep quarterback draft, so I'm you sure know? they'll pick one up in in the draft as well as the Patriots. I'm sure we all right. want to see the Patriots draft a quarterback with his mess around and as deep as this is they can't go two straight years without drafting a quarterback so mess they gotta find one this year exactly. mess around and get a Dwayne Haskins real quick like <laughs> <laughs> oh please, no please don't, do don't bring him um, in no no don't do that no but I thought you had a, a good breakdown of the defense and I agreed with uh, a lot of 
I agree with everything you said. You know, we definitely need more girth, more more power in the middle. Um, we can't have six. You know, um, we can't have six defensive backs in the in the defense. You know, majority of the game going forward. Mm -hmm. You right. know, we've seen it with the Chargers, and we know that doesn't work. So, like, we did it out of necessity exactly. this year because our, our our linebackers were so terrible. Now, on offense, I I, I feel like we've touched up on offense and what we actually need to do. Um, pretty much, man, we've been talking about this all year. You know, right, um, right. You know, we definitely need to get better at all the positions on offense. You know, um, you know, I don't know about tight end. Do you would you guys? draft other tight ends or would you guys think we should give these two guys um you know at least a year with training camp and getting everything that they should get um going into the season um i, I mean obviously i like what i saw on um on sunday um but um I, obviously i think we should give them a chance um they haven't really been on the field that much um, but if we get a maybe a veteran tight end to teach them along, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, no, I certainly agree with that. Uh, I wouldn't like to see them draft another tight end. They already drafted two last year. There's no need to draft another one. Uh, that I think you know they should they could certainly bring in one or two uh, veteran tight ends. Uh, that can, you know, give them some more production at that position and be more reliable, uh, you, you know, and, and kind of be like a mentor to these two, uh, you know, tight ends and, and give them that leadership at that position because they're certainly missing that uh, this year. There were really no uh, – there, was, there wasn't any of that uh, at the tight end position. So I think that, you know, that's certainly what the Patriots should look to do uh, this offseason at – tight end is bringing a guy that's you know experienced and that has proven that he can play uh well and and at a high level in this league yeah i i want proven receivers here you know i just want proven receivers guys that know how to get open um guys that know how to work on the top of the key and you know read read a defense you know we need to we need to get back to playing smart football you know what i'm saying and it looks mm -hmm. like we didn't have that at all this year, you know. Um, you see somebody like Nikhil Harry when the play breaks down, the guy just like sits there and look at you, like move your ass. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, it's 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 backyard backyard football now. When the play breaks down like that, you got to help your quarterback and get open. And most right. often than not, this dude's like in the way. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, no, you, for real, that's facts. You know, you're like, right. He's just in the way. Um, another thing, you know, that's very important is Bill Belichick as the GM of the team right and you know recently he's gotten a bad rap about you know his drafting um his draft picks not panning out um no thanks to people like like Nikhil Harry once again you know and some of the picks he's made in the last several years um we know he's probably never going to give that up unless Mr. Kraft says something but um how do you feel about Bill as the GM going into this coming year I already talked about that earlier did you? Yeah, I give a whole thing about it already. Yeah, I I don't remember. Maybe I'm not paying attention. Well, you can go ahead, Barry. Of, I mean, yeah, it, 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 I'm kind of concerned about, you know, Bill, the GM. Uh, he's had, you know, the last few off-seasons haven't been very good for, for, for him. He certainly hasn't done you know, what he needs to do in terms of 
building this roster and also, um, you know, bringing in the young talent or just talent overall that, you know, this roster needs in order to, uh, you know, win football games and uh, be a lot more competitive than what they've, you know, been and, and what we've seen on the field. Uh, you, you, you know, he's, this is a huge offseason for him. He has to redeem himself uh, with a, as, as a GM, I think. It's now or never for but for him because like, if he has a bad off season, you know, Bill Belichick, the GM, then that's pretty much going to uh, really be, you know, a devastating hit to the Patriots of you know future uh, and what this roster will look like for the remainder of the time that he's the coach of this uh, team. So I think you know, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that he can, you know, do what he needs to do and bring in the talent that he needs in order to be, um, you know, important for the team to be a lot better. But I've also think I've also been thinking and realizing that it may take more than one offseason and one year to rebuild this team, I think, because there's so much that this team needs that I'm not sure that, Bill Belichick, the GM, will be able to get everything in one offseason. I'm thinking that it'll probably take at least two, three years. two, two, two to three years. I'm willing to mm-hmm. give him that uh, time frame in order to, you know, you know, build this roster and, and make it out to, the, you know, the team that, uh, you know, that we'd like to see a, a, a winning team that's, you know, back in the playoffs and contending in the AFC, I think it's going to take about, you know, about that amount of time, like you just said, John, uh, in order for them to get back to, um, you know, playing that kind of football. Because I think just one offseason, that's like not much time. You can only do so much in one offseason. But, you know, I'm definitely interested in seeing what he does with this um, team, you know, from a GM standpoint. because I've been, you know, skeptical just like everyone else as far as the moves that he's made since most of them, they haven't turned out to be very good. So I'm hoping he can turn that around this uh, this year, this offseason, and, um, you know, and make moves that will, will benefit this team, you know, for next year and in the future. Yeah, I think Bill definitely, um, he gets a bad rap, you know, for the whole drafting stuff. Like Bill has drafted some of, you know, the greatest players that's played this game, you know, um, and I, you know, obviously this year has been a bad year and, you know, we've flopped on a few picks, but I don't think that should be the narrative for Bill as in like, he's not somebody that can draft. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of the draft picks he's made on defense that have actually worked out. You know what I'm saying? You're, t- you're thinking about like, uh, you know, Chase Winovich, you know, who was leading the team this year on the edge right there. Um, that kid, Josh Uche, who came in, um, he's actually looking pretty good. A guy yeah, that can yeah, fly season. off the edge, you know, Kyle mm-hmm. Duggar. You know, I think he's definitely done more on defense than he's done on offense. But um, I think, you know, he has a bad rap and a bad narrative narrative with what's going on. I think what he needs, though, is to make sure that, you know, he's not reaching for these guys. Like, we we don't have to – we don't have time to, you know, polish these guys anymore. Tom Brady's not here. He can't cover for the mistakes of the team anymore. You're going to have to get guys that are more ready to go from the jump as opposed to, like, a little project that you're going to be working on for a couple of years. You know, if you're thinking about guys like Julian Edelman that was taken and, you know, had several years to actually work to becoming, you know, the receiver that he is, 
Um, and we got some guys on the roster right now, you know, Jacoby Myers, that's like that. Um, Gunnar Olszewski, that's learning on a job that's like that, you know. Um, like Damian Harris, too. Damian Harris, he needs to he needs to draft more people that are readily available to, to play from jump. You know, I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. a, a, about a guy like, you know, Dante Hightower who came in and was just killing it first year. Jared, Jer- Gerard Mayo, who was coming in. You know what I'm saying? Like those guys that were sure fire starters um, in this league. And, you know, please don't go into the division two, whatever, you know, because you like this player or whatever and nobody else was watching them. Even though Kyle Duggar has worked out, you know, but majority of the time those guys don't work out. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's going to be it for this Patriots 2020 season recap. Um, some NFL news, Adam Gase was fired by the Jets. Um, Doug Marone was fired by uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Anthony Lynn was fired by the Chargers. So all those teams will be looking for new head coaches. Um, Carson Wentz wants out of Philly. Um, and that's been reported for the last couple of weeks, Right. You know, last night we saw, well, on on Monday, Sunday night, we saw something really funny where the Eagles sat Jalen Hurts, you know, to basically throw the game, you know, so that the Giants don't make don't make the playoffs. You know, I thought that was that was pretty crazy. That was wild. I was, <laughs> yeah, that was, I was hilarious. Like, Listen, <laughs> I was like, Jalen Hurts is on the bench. And then the, the stat thing comes up, two TDs. Like, so he's had your only scores on the in the game and you benched him? That's crazy. Um, and yeah, it is. Doug Doug Marone, that was wild. Right. The Doug Marone, the accomplished writer, you know, the, the Super Bowl writer, um, he came out and said he played to win the game. I'm like, no, you didn't, bro. You, you had Doug Nate, Peterson? Doug, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I'm like, dude, you had Nate Sudfeld out there. You wasn't trying right. to do shit. You know, um, this is the time you want to experiment. You know, when, when Carson Wentz was messing up, you didn't, you didn't bring Nate Sudfeld up. It's crazy. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, Ridiculous. The Washington football team let go of Dwayne Haskins. And with Carson Wentz and Dwayne Haskins, should we be interested in either of these guys? Definitely Carson Wentz. Um, I think we should definitely be interested in Carson Wentz. I think he's young. He still has a lot to learn and a lot to give in the league. He can he can not only be a bridge quarterback, but he can also be the quarterback of the future um, under Bill Belichick, Aplazo. Um, as young as he is, he can come in and learn the new system in New England. Because um, he, he's he's had good years. Um, I don't know what happened after the Super Bowl, but he's had good years. So we know he can play. So I, I think if we, if he comes here in New England, um, he can learn football on the Bill and Josh McDaniels, hopefully, and um, be a better quarterback. But Dwayne Haskins, I don't know. Um, we should bring him in to take a look, see what he, he has. But... I'm not big on him as I am on um, Carson Wentz. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. They should bring Carson Wentz, or if they have the opportunity to make a trade for him this offseason, they should definitely explore that and uh, you know, and, and, and look into that uh, without question. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a good fit for you know Carson Wentz in, in Philly. Uh, in the relationship between him and Doug Peterson is pretty much a too far gone at this point, and it's so bad that he does need to get out of there. So I think he's and he is a quarterback that you know does have talent for for sure, and um, you know, and, and is capable of you know playing well. So as long as you have the right guys around him, so I think he just needs a change of scenery and just needs to 
you know, to go on a new team and, and be with a new coach that, you know, believes in him and that, uh, you know, has confidence in him because I think, you know, Doug Peterson doesn't believe in him at all and trust him, have any kind of confidence uh, that, you know, that he can play and that he can um, be the starter. So I think if he come came here, uh, certainly um, they should, you know, it would go better than what it has in, you know, Philly before he got benched. Uh, as far as doing Haskins, no, hell no. Absolutely not. Do not bring that man in. That man is a bust. And uh, I think that, you know, I don't even, wouldn't even think they should even bring him to take a look. And as a training camp invite, uh, I think that'd be a waste of time. Uh, you know, I just don't think he's, you know, very good and would be an, an upgrade to what uh, they already have now. I don't see what, you know, how that would benefit us and what that would, you know, how that would help us, uh, you know, get better at that position. So, uh, I, I definitely wouldn't look to bring Dwayne Haskins in, but certainly Carson Wentz without question. If they can get him, definitely go after him in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think for me, um, bring them all in. All right. Who do we have? Even Dwayne Nothing. Haskins? No, you got to wait. Um, let me explain. Go ahead. I don't, you know, I'm just, that's just like me just thinking, you know, even Dwayne Haskins because we don't have shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, we need we need people in house. You know, um, as many as possible to me, right? Um, only thing I don't like is obviously Carson Wentz contract. He cannot come here on that. You know, he'd have to like be released or something to to even get a chance of coming here. Um, Dwayne Haskins obviously has maturity issues, but he is a young man, and I think a lot of the times these guys do better in structured, you know, places, structured facilities, and we know that the Patriots is one one of the hardest places, you know, if you're not in here working hard, there's, there's no chance you're even going to be here. So, you know, he's was the number 15 pick like two years ago. So, you know, there, there was something there, you know what I'm saying? In Ohio state, I, he definitely had a lot of um, weapons out there and he was just allowed to throw it. But with that said, he can make a lot of NFL throws. Um, and we saw a quarterback that can't make them anymore, you know? So, um, you know, what do we have to lose is basically what I got to say. You know, if if the situations was correct, I don't see why we wouldn't bring everybody that we can because we obviously need it. And I feel like Carson Wentz was a really nice quarterback just a couple of years ago. I don't know what happened, um, but I feel like he, he can make all the NFL throws. Um, if he stops trying to win the game on one throw every every game, I think he could be serviceable, right? Um, and he's, he's definitely um, – he's tough at times. And, you know, he can make all the throws. That, that's really what it comes down to. We need to be able to throw the ball sometimes, right? You need – like I heard you say, um, you know, Cam Newton played lights out. It's like the guy only had 242 yards. It's like, you know, for him he, he was lights out. But right, that's, exactly. that's really not NFL right, material. Right. You know, that's exactly. not NFL material. So I'm trying to right, see, right. you know, I need to see NFL caliber throws. Um, you know, going into a training camp, into the offseason, a real quarterback that, that can actually, you know, see the defense and do things. Um, I'm not saying that that's something that Dwayne Haskins can do, but I'm saying it doesn't hurt to bring them in and, and see what, what they got, you know, because we ain't got shit. You don't have nothing here, you know. Um, so the NFL playoffs are set, right? All the teams are good in the AFC. The teams that made the playoffs are, um, you know, Kansas City, uh, they have a first round bye, right? And Saturday will be the Super Wild Card weekend, and that's going to consist of the Colts versus the Bills. 
the Ravens versus the Titans and the Browns versus the Steelers. I can't believe the Steelers are playing in the Super Wild Card. Um, in the NFC, we got the Saints uh, secured a first round by the Rams play the Seahawks. Uh, the Rams said this is exactly what they wanted. Um, Aaron Donald said that, and I, I hope, you know, careful what you wish for. Uh, the Bucks versus Washington, um, which is going to be strength on strength. You know, the Bucks have good offense, and and the Washington football team actually has a really good secondary. Um, people they don't do. really talk about that. They're, like, number one in the league, dude. Yeah, um, yeah, and that, that passing defense is yeah. very good, surprisingly. Yep. So. The Bears are going to be going against the Saints, uh, and that's the, the – playoff picture right so um some nfl award predictions that we're going to do right now um and those are the mvp offensive player of the year defensive player of the year um offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year who you guys got um for mvp i have um aaron Rodgers. um offensive player of the year um, I have the kid from Justin Jefferson from Minnesota. Yep. Um, that's off, sorry, offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Jefferson from Minnesota, offensive player of the year. I have Derek Henry, um, two thousand plus yards. Um, defensive player of the year. I had a tough time deciding what what who that is. Um, but I think I'm gonna give it to Aaron Donald. Um. And then um, defensive rookie of the year, um, I'm gonna give that to um, Chase Young. Oh yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it Go is ahead. a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, my the MVP is Aaron Rodgers as well. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, I'll go Justin Herbert. There was a close call between him and uh, Justin Jefferson, but. I'll go out with Justin Herbert with Offensive uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, offensive Player of the Year, yeah, got to be Derrick Henry without question. You know, <laughs> like we said earlier, he's been for he, over 2,000 yards. So He is their offense. Exactly, right. I mean, they got A.J. Brown, who's a really good receiver. Ryan Tannehill has uh, played well for them this year. But, no, definitely everything in that offense uh, revolves around Derrick Henry and, you know, Starts with him. He makes that offense go. So he certainly, you know, the offensive player of the year without question, in my opinion. Uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, as much as much respect as I have for Aaron Donald, I will actually go with T.J. Watt uh, for defensive player of the year. I, I, I'll give that to him. Um it was defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Chase Young as well. Uh, so yeah, did I get them all or? Yeah, you got them all. Yep, you got them okay, all. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, so the, those would be my predictions. Yeah, for me, MVP. I think Aaron Rodgers definitely deserves it, um, for sure. It's just like, well, he has like forty-six touchdowns and like six interceptions or something like that on the year. Yeah, um, something that's, like that. Insane, that's, that's, right, right. You know, Unreal, unbelievable. On. You know, he's he's four off to fifty. You know, so um, I think he's definitely the MVP in the way he got his his team in the first seed. So um, I think he deserves it. Offensive Player of the Year, two thousand yards in this league rushing. You don't see that too much. So you know, I think that's a no brainer right there. Um, Derrick Henry, but I also do like um, Devontae Adams a lot. 
you know, because uh, he got 18 receiving touchdowns on the year. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be Derrick Henry for sure. Um, but, you know, I think uh, Devontae Adams is, is a close second there. Um, defensive player of the year, I'm going to agree with, uh, with Barry, uh, TJ Watt, with 15 sacks on the year. You know, and his mm-hmm. team was 11-0 and 0 until, you know, they lost a couple defensive pieces. And he can't do it by himself. And, you know, I don't want him, you know, to, to lose out because the Steelers have kind of, like, stumbled into the playoffs, you know, since they went 11-0. and 0. Uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm really torn between Justin Herbert and, um, and Justin De- Jefferson. Um, Justin Herbert, you know, has the most touchdowns or something like that or the most yards for – a rookie quarterback ever, you know, um, and Justin Jefferson broke Randy Moss's record, um, you know, with the Vikings. And with that, I'm going to say Justin Jefferson should be the offensive rookie of the year just because, you know, um, breaking Randy Moss's record, that's crazy to do. Um, where he was drafted, you know, that's another reason. Um, and Justin Herbert's the quarterback. So, of course, like, this is a passing league. You know, I think more rookies are going to come in and break those records. You know, every year rookies come in. Baker Mayfield just had those records, you know. So, I, you know, just for that, I think Justin Jefferson, you know, he said that when he got drafted, everybody that passed against me, they're going to pay. And he's kept his word and he's, be, he's quickly become a leader on on his team. You know, um, he's making plays left and right. And he he he's learned every single game and adjust. You know, he hasn't had two bad games all year. You know what I'm saying? From what I've seen, you know, um, and that's hard mm-hmm. to do at the receiver position in this league, you know, not being not having two bad games and breaking Randy Moss's record, who's one of the greatest receivers of all time. It's like mm-hmm. it's very hard to do, you know, um, Randy Moss's, you know, uh, rookie year is things of legend, you know, yeah. so um, I think he definitely deserves that uh, defensive rookie of the year. That's a no brainer right there. He was drafted number two for a reason. And yeah, uh, on Sunday, what, Sunday night, I think he had three tackles. So he had three tackles, and one of them was a sack. The other one, he, like, recovered a fumble, and then another one ended up in, like, an interception or something like that. So, you know, he, even though he only had, like, three tackles, he makes crazy impact in the game. Yeah. And, you know, he's gotten respect, and I believe he already made the Pro Bowl. So, you know, is that's pretty much a no-brainer, too. Um, you know what? And now we're going to get into – uh, the fantasy football league that we had this year, the Pro Fan Sports Podcast Fantasy Football League on Sleeper. Um, we announced that the winner of the the league was Andy Cazzo, and we asked him to come on. He's going to come on and, and talk to us for a couple minutes about his experience, um, you know, in the league and for us to thank him a little bit for doing everything, you know, for participating and, and making the league a success this year. Love it. Hey, there we go, my man. I love the pro fan sports. Uh, What's going on? I know man. That's thank you, awesome. thank you, thank you, and congratulations on winning right. the league this year. You're gonna have to repeat that. Nah, well, that's that's recorded, Definitely. so that's cool. <laughs> um, are we good? Yeah. All right. Yes. Uh, as promised, we got the winner of the pro fan sports podcast fantasy sleeper league, Mister. Kaz in the crib. I don't know if you want me to give them your your government in there. Well, I already did. So if they've been paying attention, they already know the the, the name. But Mr. Kaz, what's going on? Still got the pro fan sports gear. How's yes, it going? I love the drip, man. How you doing, gentlemen? Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, you guys putting me on the podcast. 
I'm happy to be here today, you know. So I'm <laughs> That's yeah, awesome, man. man. I love the drip. I love it. Right. So I know I invited you to uh, the fantasy um, league this year, and this was the first time you actually did a sleeper league. Um, right, I've right. had experience in it. So I think one question we want to know is, like, how was the experience for you? Um, what were some challenges during the season? And, you know, um, what adjustments did you make? Yeah, for sure. No, this was definitely – so this was my first time working in a, in a sleeper league. Uh, I never participated in such a league before. So that was a new experience for me. But uh, it was cool. You know, it was, it was a lot different. The setup was different. You could only have, you know, two wide receivers, two running backs, and you had, like, a, a defensive option, like a defensive player option, along with a uh, – like a super flex. We could pick a quarterback, extra running back, or um, tight end or wide receiver. So that was different for me. But, you know, I'm used to making uh, – making adjustments and that's what i did so it was it was a good it was a good it was a good season it was a good league um you know in the beginning a, a lot of i didn't know you could pick two quarterbacks i had no idea you could do that so i went up probably about halfway through the season without having two quarterbacks and then my main quarterback got hurt and i went mm -hmm. to the waiver where i go get a quarterback and there was no quarterback so i had what's his name lennon i think his name i had mag lennon yeah, and man. uh Homeboy on San Francisco, the backup. Mullins. Mullins. Mullins, yeah. Those are my quarterbacks, you know? Yes, Oh, my goodness, man. That's crazy. And he ended up being a winner. Right. And I did exactly. what I had to do. I what wonder was, how that happened. What was your record going into um, the playoffs? I think I was like 7-4. I forget. I was. I didn't really keep track of the record. I just knew I was up there. Yeah, I think you were, I think you were 7-5 going into the playoffs. 7-5? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I know your opponent, Rita, she was 7-5. Um, going into the playoffs as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, what made you actually get on to, to the, the league? You know, because we put it out there. We were advertising it on, on everything. Um, what made you want to join the, the Pro Fan Sports League? Honestly, I just wanted the gear, you know. <laughs> I, I like the, it. I like it. I wanted the gear. I wanted to represent. Well, I mean, that's I represent. awesome. I love it. I'm going to support my boy anyways, but I wanted – I just – I love competition. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's for a dollar, two dollars, or – you know, just free gear. I just love competition. And yeah. so um, I was paying attention every single week. Like it was like I was playing for big bucks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah well, that's what's up. What, Actually. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Vlad. As far as the, the league goes and um, the, the setup and the way everything was, anything you would change um, for next year? Anything that you would suggest for us to do for, for next year? Honestly, um, I would just leave it the way it is. Uh, I mean, like I said, it was a whole new setup for me. Yeah. Um, I would have probably liked to have the option to incorporate more, like, because there was only two slots for wide receivers. You know? So more wide receivers, maybe? Yeah, but honestly, it just makes it that more challenging. You know, it makes, you, it makes it that more challenging. You have to be able to focus on the league. You have to, you know, see what's going on, who's playing, who's not playing. You know, I had, I had, got, I had Julian Edel Edelman on my mm. bench the whole season. Yeah. And um, turns out he, he never played, so yeah. you've got to pay attention. I had I had OBJ too. He, he he's been he's still sitting there. How'd you, you know? win? I know it's crazy. <laughs> and you just got to pay attention, you know. Pay attention. Check out what's going on. And um, every week's different because you got COVID, so you got yeah. back, you got backup starting. Um, so the COVID the COVID restrictions made it tough for me as well. But as long as you're paying attention to what's going on every single week, um, and you make those adjustments. But what what message do you have for 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 your competitors out there, the losers? What message do you have for them? <laughs> <laughs> Got 
fair harder, you know. You <laughs> <laughs> got the reigning champ, reigning oh, champ right boy. here, you know. Pro yeah. fans, there you go, there you go, there you go. Not, I mean, he's won the first annual Pro Fan Sports Fantasy Football League, man. So I think that's pretty big, you know. First, oh, that's what was, awesome for sure. What was, the, what was that person's name? The uh, the the competitor I went to in the, in the championship. That was Rita. That was Rita. Rita. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Rita. I played her the. Uh, so I played Rita in the regular season, and um. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to lose to her, actually. And I don't yeah. know what happened. I think a quarterback got hurt or something. I or think Aaron like, Rodgers right. threw for like, for like five points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so goodness. I'll take that. And then I played in the championship, and same thing. I was supposed to lose, but I think my defense came through. So there you yeah. go. Well, yeah, hey, that's what's up. From nice. her, she was a tough comp- competition, too. Shout outs to her, you know. But uh, to everybody else who played, you know, I appreciate you guys, you know, just being part of the competition, being part of the, the league. and Making it fun. Um, you don't. You don't have to be that nice. You can tell them they suck. <laughs> I don't really know like that, so I'm just saying. You know, thanks for making it fun. But you know, we're just gonna. I got the gear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, there you well, go. Well, congrats, man, and thanks for participating. And will you be participating next year? Oh, absolutely. I'm the reigning champ. Why not? <laughs> I got the belt. I'm wearing the belt right now. Somebody, so somebody has to knock you off, right? That's right, true. Belt. I'm not Listen. giving it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, here you go. That's what we, I like to hear. We might have to actually about. incorporate a trophy next year, too. You know, yeah, we might, get, we might get, have to do that. Get a, get yes, a plaque definitely. made, you know what I'm saying? Get some well, plaques going on. Maybe what we'll do is have a trophy and we write the person's name on it. Yeah, every time somebody wins, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah, we should definitely do that. Yeah, next you year. May, I don't know, maybe you guys can even have like a ring ceremony or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what, what we'll do, we'll have the trophy and it stays at the winner's house all year. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that, definitely. That, yep, you yep, know, and like at the that. end, you know, at the at the beginning of the season, it comes back, you know, for another name to be added. That's what's up. If it needs to be added, you know. Yeah. If you happen to win think, again, you get two names on there. I yep. think what we should do is uh, you should incorporate something for the loser. Like the person who has the worst record, they have to do something um, like, I don't know. Now, some, we'll, type of, some type of crazy challenge. That way people want to Stay focused. People don't want to be losers. Jack right, right, right. Yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. be that last you know? person. Right, right. That's right. a good. That's a good idea. Good idea. Should we make them wear a pro fan sports dress? We do got them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And say I suck at fantasy. You know, like we see out there. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah, Sorry, I got the poster. Like my, my hand. My hands were getting cold from holding the bear, so I just have to use my hands. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, congratulations again, man, and thank you for participating. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank congrats, you. Andy. Good meeting you, man. Thanks for being on the show and for telling us all about your uh, experience in the league, man. We appreciate Absolutely. your time, man, and appreciate you participating in the league and look forward to having you back in the league next year defending your belt. So good luck to you on that. Actually, yeah, if you guys want to have me back, too, you know, one of your, one of your episodes, let me know. You know. I'll come by talk about anything. This guy was actually um a – you know, a D1 track track runner, right? Yeah, yeah. Division one. Uh, right. He's, 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 he's a modest guy. You know, he's a modest guy. But this dude was a top flight athlete in high school. So, you know, the com- competitiveness still remains in this in this guy. Always. Yeah, nice. Man. That's awesome. I just wanted to ask you a quick question. Uh, who's your favorite football team? I'm assuming it's the Patriots, or do you have another football um, team you like? Favorite football team, I mean, 
That's a Patriots. I don't know no, if you can see you that. That's what's up. Oh, I see it. There you go. You said favorite team or favorite city? No, no, favorite team. So the city. He's ready. He's ready. I love it. That's what this I'm guy talking was ready, about. Man. I'm a, I'm a Patriots. I'm a Patriots fan. I represent Boston. I represent the Bruins, the, the Red Sox, the Celtics. Celtics are playing tonight, by the way. Uh, yep, Patriots. Yep. You know, I'm all about Boston. Doesn't matter what it is. I represent my city. You know, city of Hey, that's what's this up, guy. Man. This guy. Didn't you win like a challenge at, at at the Celtics game where you threw like a three point shot and won like a vacation yeah, yeah, or something? We'll talk about this that. guy's just uh, a winner, we, man. He's just what? a winner. Wow, yeah, that's they awesome. Had a shoot around at the Celtics game, and I, um, <laughs> you know, they had me come out in front of like eighteen thousand plus fans and. They wanted me. 18,000, you don't say. <laughs> they wanted me to, like, you know, I had a little challenge. Something, you know, something light, right? Something you know, light. Something light. 18,000. Nothing. All the seats were full, basically. Well, uh, you, you want Jalen Brown out there? Yeah, a little Tatum. A little Tatum action. JT, yeah, there you go. But Jalen Brown's um, doing pretty good, too. But, you know, we could talk about that some other time. But Yeah, yeah we, should, we should definitely have you back on and just have an episode where we interview sure. you or something for sure man yeah for absolutely sure. for definitely yeah but once again man thank you so much you know for joining the league thank you for making it fun for the other people and paying attention and um if you want to follow andy on ig or something he's always commenting on our ig profans underscore sport you'll find him in there so uh thanks again man we'll catch up with you all right fellas take care all right thank all you right. too thanks andy happy new year happy new year yep just leave the meeting. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, see no, you, thank man. you, bro. Appreciate it, man. Take my belt with me, too, though. Uh, <laughs> that was real good. That was really, really good. That was really, really good. He's a good person in interview. I like his personality. So, no, yep. that, that, that was dope. Yeah, let's get into, uh, into the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably talk about more about the NFL playoffs next week. I know we're running yeah. short on time, right. so yeah, yeah. we'll move on. Yeah, well, that was awesome, man. Um, thanks again to you know Andy again. That's, uh, he's a great dude to have on the podcast. You know, like we were saying. Um, but let's move on to the NBA. Uh, there's a lot of NBA action going on. Um, some NBA news, some unfortunate situations. Uh, John Morant, you know, who's a you know a rising star in this league. You know, uh, the leader of the Grizzlies. He uh, he sprained his ankle. Um, during one of these games, and he's out for three to five weeks. It's a grade two left ankle injury. Um, and, and Spencer Dinwiddie, who, you know, unfortunately will be lost for the season, he has a torn ACL. Um, so that's that's pretty much the bad news in the NBA right now. Um, the Celtics um, are currently four and three. And, you know, so they played seven games, really. And how they've gone so far is they um, lost to the Pacers on the 27th. Um, 108 to 107. Um, they won against the Pacers, uh, 116, 111. Uh, they won against the Grizzlies, 126, 107. That wasn't really a game. They lost to the Pistons, 96, 93. Uh, that was terrible. They came back and won against the Pistons, 122 to 120. Um, seems like we always have issues with those guys. Um, you know, with, with those games, with the seven games that have happened, you know, the last couple of weeks since the NBA has started, um, what do you guys have been seeing in the past few games? Uh, what issues are you seeing with the Celtics? What can we do to improve? And um, Jalen's Brown play lately. Like, what do you guys think about that? 
Well, the Celtics just have a defensive issue right now. They're not playing great defense at all. They're not playing great defense all, um, all around. You know what I mean? On on, on the half court, on on, um, on the fast break, they're just not getting back on defense. Um, to lose to the Pistons, the Pistons had no win in the season when we lost to the Pistons. There's no way we should be losing to the Pistons. There's no way we should be having that close of a game to the Pistons. Even the game that we won against the, the Pistons, we had to win that game on a – um, Jason Tatum um, game winner. Um, I, I, that's not what I want. I expect from from this Celtics team. We we have too much talent to be having that close of a game to the Pistons. I um, uh, the, the defensively we just offensively we are we are doing what we're supposed to do. It's just defensively we just not getting back. We just not doing what we're supposed to do. Um, I'm not sure exactly how to fix this. I just I just think guys need to be more disciplined on the defensive end on the ball. It's just it's just it's just not happening. Yeah, no, I certainly, um, you know, he was just saying on that. Those are all good points. Uh, I think, you know, that definitely this team's been very inconsistent for sure. Uh, and what's been consistent with them that I, I don't like what I'm seeing is them coming out flat in games and not getting off to good starts, uh, you know, right in the first quarter. Like, you know, the energy is not there and intensity is not where – uh, it needs to be coming out, starting out the game, and they'll be with the starting unit. They just, you know, start off like really cold and you know come out flat and uh, and don't really look good at all. So they certainly need to, you know, fix that and um, you know not put themselves in situations where they have to come from behind, you know, from double digit deficits and uh, put themselves far too back um, in the game. Uh, I think, you know, definitely, like you said, the defense hasn't been very good. They haven't, you know, played defense at the level that they're capable of and that, you know, we expect them to play at. I think, you know, we definitely, uh, you know, the, the it's just a little bit of everything uh, defensively as far as not making the rotations on time, uh, letting guys get, you know, to the basket too easily and, you know, get two, you know, two easy shots, um, right, or even not getting back on, you know, defense in time to be able to stop them in, in transition. I think also uh, another thing is just fouling too much. They've, they've, they've fouled a lot, man. I know that a lot of it's on Daniel Tice, who's crazy. He has the most fouls in the NBA the last two years. I mean, that guy just, my goodness, like, he's a foul machine. And... Every time he's in the game, he just, you know what I'm saying? He's always in foul trouble, always puts the team in foul trouble where the other team's in the bonus uh, early and gets to, you know, shoot free throws, um, you know, throughout the most of that quarter, um, early in that quarter. So I think that's part of their defensive struggles and issues. Uh, I think offensively, they're doing all right. Uh, they definitely could be doing better. They could be, you know, taking, you know, better shots and you know and still getting to the rim more uh i think we saw a little bit more of, of that this week but i'd still like to see um you know more of that uh you know moving forward as, as well uh i think you know the rebound has been good tristan thompson's done a outstanding job with that we can see his impact uh that he's made you know on, on that end of the floor um we desperately needed a guy like that for a while so it's good to have 
someone who consistently crashes the boards uh, on both ends of the, the floor. And um, and yeah, the thing I noticed was the free throw struggling. Guys are, are missing free throws and not hitting them at the rate that they need to be uh, making them, particularly our top two guys, um, you know, which is concerning when your top scorers aren't uh, shooting free throws at a high percentage or as high as you expect them to. So that's definitely something they need to improve on uh, move, moving forward. Um, and I'm sure that will get better with time since it's still early in the season. Yeah, for sure. I think you guys definitely hit some key stuff on, on top of the head right there. You know, um, you know, like Vlad said, there's definitely a lot of defensive lapses that's going on throughout the games. Um, you know, specifically if you look at the games with, with the Pistons, these guys drive, drove it pretty much every time they had the ball and had success doing it. You know, um, our closeouts are not really good right now because you see what happens with the threes. I think these guys shot like 61% um, against us the other day, you know, throughout the most of the game. You know, um, I do see that, you know, the team the team clearly has two stars, and that's Jalen Brown and, and um, Jason Tatum, right? And they've, they've been putting in the work, you know. Um, I think they're learning on the fly, you know. Um, Jalen Brown has taken full advantage of, you know, having the ball in his hand so much. And it looks like he has a lot more confidence this year than ever, you know, because now the offense is actually going through him. He, he makes, you know, good decisions with the ball. Uh, it looks like he's definitely the most athletic guy on our team. You know, he can get anywhere, anytime he wants on the, on the court when he puts his mind to it. Right. Um, I think Jason Tatum has taken some sh bad shots at the end of the games and, you know, and you can see that he's clearly learning. Right. One game, he took a step back through the other game. He bypassed the three, you know, to, to get a mid ranger, you know, um, it looks like he's learning like that. Um, and Jason Tatum is now having the whole defense focused on him, key in on him, you know, and what I've seen a lot lately is there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of hate for Jason Tatum for some reason, you know, where, you know, a lot of people are talking about Brown is the best player on the team. And, you know, any given night that could be true, but I, I do believe that, Jason Tatum is the best player on the team, you know, just based on all the attention he gets on defense, you know, and with that, he's been getting better. The other day he averaged, I mean, he got 12 assists the most in his career, you know, and he's making better passes. He's getting guys open the other day without his pass to Jalen Brown, you know, to get that three against the Pistons. We don't win that game. You know, he mm -hmm. made the block and he made the shot to win the game. So um, even though, you know, Jalen Brown had more points than him. I felt like he had the better all-around game. You know, he had tw um, 20, 25 points, eight rebounds, and 12 assists, like two two rebounds, you know, from a triple-double. Um, you know, those guys are definitely learning on the fly. Peyton Pritchard, as I was saying, is a player, you know. And, and I'm, he's I'm, been balling, absolutely. I can't say, you know, I'm like I, – I could have predicted he would be playing 20, 20 minutes. I think he's played like 27 minutes in one of these games uh, recently. You know, I couldn't predicted that, but he's definitely came in and he looks like a guy that can play and create for himself as well as the team, you know. Um, and he doesn't look like a defensive liability out there either, even though our defense is not all the way together as it should be, you know, given that we didn't have – in off season, you know, these guys, they still haven't even practiced during the season yet. You know, wow, that's um, crazy. They, right. They haven't had a real practice yet and they're learning everything on the fly. And Tristan Thompson, he's been a revelation yes. like we thought he'd be, you know, mm -hmm. the guy works the offensive boards, um, you know, and that's great. Uh, they've been experimenting with the lineups as Brad usually do throughout the season. 
Um, I feel like sometimes it's a detrimental to the team. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's what you got to figure out. Um, Robert Williams has come on strong. You yes, know, definitely. Uh, he's providing a lot of energy off the bench. You know, he's active. Um, he's one of the most athletic guys on there any given night at the center position. And I'm happy for him. And I think, you know, if we get if we get our defensive, you know, assignments together, I think we can definitely make some waves. Um, you know, the season's early. We still got to figure out some things. But, um, you know, I, I think we, we definitely have something. You know, I'm definitely proud of Jalen Brown improving once again this year. Um, he's averaging the most points, the most – he's the most efficient. He's number one in a lot of categories in the league so far. You I, know, think and I, I think he's second in points total in the league. Now, yeah, right? He I is, think right. he was At going against Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill? Yeah, I think Brad Bill. And, and not by much yeah. either, you know? Yeah, and that's no, not no, by much. Because he just overtook Jalen. Jalen was first at one point for a little while before – uh, Brad Bill passed him. I just wanted to ask you guys this quick question. I've been hearing from some, uh, you know, Celtics fans and Celtics people this week, uh, you know, that they also like Rob Williams as well. And they think that, uh, you know, he should actually be starting uh, in, in, in the lineup at center. Do you guys agree with that? Do you think he should be in the starting lineup or do you think he plays better coming off the bench? Over, uh, over Tice? Over Tice, Yeah. I agree with that. Like, if if you're gonna put him in the starting lineup, it has to be over Tice. Um, yeah, but I, I still I still think I'd rather him coming off the bench just because of, of, of the energy he brings, and mm -hmm. also he's still he's I mean he's better this year, but he still has a lot to learn. Um, so coming off the bench is what I see most for. Maybe if he gets better throughout the year, maybe that's something he can earn. Maybe he can earn that starting role. But as of right now, I'm happy with him off the bench. Well, um. You know, if Tice keeps playing like he is, he's he hasn't played well, you know, nah, so far this not. season. No, you know, and nah, maybe one or two good games, right. but no. Nah, there's a rule well. change in the NBA that's actually messing with him a lot. Um, where he runs a lot of the pick and rolls with with Jason Tatum. Um, and it's kinda like it's kinda like pass interference in football kind of. Mm. Right, where you're not allowed to like you know, when you have when the other player has the ball, you're not allowed to come in and shield in front of another player and we saw, you know, Jason Tatum got a lot of his points through actions with Daniel Tice. You know, getting the ball, passing it out, moving his legs, shifting a little bit in front of the other player, um, and pretty much setting up a screen for him. And that's not allowed anymore. Um, they actually just changed the rule for some reason, and he's been struggling a lot with that um, lately. And, you know, those fouls, man. It, and no wonder why those like, fouls keep adding up and he get, keeps getting so many of them. That yes, explains that's, it. That's, that's, that's one though. of the reasons – that he has been struggling um, this year with, with the foul situation. Um, but, you know, I think – I don't even agree with that rule because I'm like, why would you yeah, just either. up that's and change That's a weird that? rule. That, you know? Exactly. Yeah, you know, that, and that, that's awkward. They did that. I didn't even realize that. Tice is valuable because of his feet and being able to set it up in certain ways to actually create space for the other players. And when you take right. that away from him, you know, he's going to struggle, you know, to stay in front of guys. And, you know, when you make that action, which – you know, NBA is all about repetition. You get good by repeating things <laughs> over and over. Like yeah, the mid-rangers yeah. keep going now because you work over and over. You know what I'm saying? And speaking mm -hmm. of mid-rangers, Jalen Brown and these mid-range shots. Like, he's, he's dead. Yo, yo, I'm like, man, it's how money, is this man. happening? Mid-range is money. That's but, you know, you know, I mean, I know people are, like, saying he's like, I feel as though he's been, he's been getting so much better every year. Yep. Like, I've always yeah, been a big yeah. fan of, of, of Jalen Brown, but – those mid-range shots, he was hitting them last year. 
Uh, but this year he's hitting them even better. More so I mean, he's, he's, crazy. Right. He's, right. he's hitting them more consistently. Um, like sixty-eight percent. I, I love it. I, I, I love what he's mm. giving us. He's he's currently our most consistent player. Um, even Jason Tatum right now is not being as consistent as he needs to be. Um, Jason Tatum has a um, reputation of starting slow sometimes. Um, and Jalen Brown is very under-attacking. You know what I mean? He's scored score 19 points in the in the first half or something. You know what I mean? And and against mm-hmm. against the against the um, Grizzlies, he had 43 or, or 42. 42 points, which was the most points he scored ever. Um, I, I I love what he's doing. If he can keep it up, um, I, I would love it. I mean, if he if maybe this is year four for him. Yep. No, no, so, year five. I year believe. five for Jalen Brown. Yeah. For JB, yeah, yeah. Year five, mm-hmm. um, year and, five, I believe. And yeah. a, a lot of players make that jump on year five, where you know they become the player they're supposed to be. So maybe that's the jump he's making. If he's, you know, if he's like, if he's averaging twenty five points a year, um, this, if he averaged twenty five points this year, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be no, good for us, for sure. And I, I definitely, the thing I like about him the most, and what I've noticed he's doing, is that. Uh, he's not settling for threes. He's taking them when they're open or off of ball movement, and when the offense is actually, you know, the, uh, but he drives in. He drives in exactly. But he's been attacking the rim, getting downhill, and getting to the basket yeah. consistently. Um, and you know, when he has the ball for most of the possessions, he, you know, he, he's certainly been in attack mode uh, pretty much all game long, right? Right from the jump. So I think that's certainly what I like about him uh, in his game the most. And I think you're right, his game has certainly matured, which, and he's, you know, playing a lot um, smarter and, and, and a lot better, uh, you know, as well as, um, you know, as you're right, you said his playmaking has been better too. I think uh, we're sure not having Kimball Walker there and having him handle the ball uh, more and, you know, it has certainly benefited him to say the least. So I think, you know, his, um, you know, he, he's been much better, uh, you know, facilitating and getting other guys uh, good shots as well. Yeah, Jalen, I mean, uh, Jason Tatum has had a, a slow start. Um, and, you know, he's usually does that. But at the same time, it's not like he's he's been a bum. You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, a, player like, I think, a, a player like him is never going to be a bum. But, right. But we expect um, a lot more from him. Yeah, I think I think Jason Tatum is adjusting to what what's being thrown at him right now, and he also gained like ten pounds of muscle over the little offseason that he had, and I think he's getting used to you know that that weight on him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's used to being more lanky player. Um, he slashed to the basket a lot. Used to get around guys pretty easily. Now you kind of have to like run these dudes over because you're becoming you know what I'm saying a stronger a stronger player, and sometimes that kind of messes with your shot too. The problem I have with him is more of the he shot making he's shot making decision. I don't have too much of a problem with um with with him, you know, adjusting to the defense and passing the ball or but it's just sometimes he takes it to me when it's not there. Cause just because he knows he can make it. And sometimes you're just not gonna have your shot every day, you know what I mean? You gotta and I think Jalen Brown has been smarter about selecting his shot. You know, if the three is open, he takes it. If the lane is open, he drives in. You know what I mean? And I think, I think he needs to be more. Um, if it's not there, don't, don't just take any shot, man. No, for for sure, I definitely agree with, with that. He certainly has to do 
um, better than that. And I don't know what people are telling you, John. Are people telling you that he's not playing well? Because I think he's playing well. He could certainly Listen, be playing better. But what, I, what I've he been seeing. been a bum at all, but what I don't I've been seeing, why people are telling you that. Remember how I told you I, I, I started a podcast because I was arguing with people online on Facebook and shit. So I still read these things, you know, and a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing the fans are saying, you know, oh, he's way better than, Jay, than, than Jason that in reference to Jalen Brown, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he's way better than step back. Jay, the fake Kobe wannabe. I'm like, what? are you guys serious? Like these are guys are on the me? same team. What? And why would you not want them both to be doing as well as possible? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Why? You know, I, it's weird to the me. Hell? You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, it why? It's, yeah, that's ridiculous. And, and like, I understand why, you know, certain players, they start getting envious of each other because stuff like that happens. They're, they're humans. They're reading shit. They're like, oh, Jalen Brown's the best player on the team now. You know what I'm saying? I saw Kendrick Perkins saying that shit on ESPN. You know what I mean? And and um, the fans, they run with that shit. And it's like, they're not really looking at the fact that, you know, Jason Tatum is getting a lot more attention now. And Jalen Brown has to do what he has to do to get pressure off him. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a Gordon Hayward anymore that, you know, you can't, that doesn't allow us to double people. Now they can double our players. You know, Kemba Walker's not here. You know, who, who's the defense going to focus on um, throughout the time? You know, as, as you can see, Jason Tatum has taken, what, two game winners this, this you know, season already? And he's, he's, won, he's won two games with, with last-minute shots. You know, mm-hmm. um, not saying Brown can't do it, but, you know, it seems like the team trusts Jason Tatum to, to be in that position a little more. And that speaks volumes to, you know, how important he is to the team, you know. And <clears throat> the better he plays, the better our team's going to be for that. So I don't know why people wouldn't want to, you know, root for that, you know, and, and try to create. Right, vision, absolutely. You know, I feel like that's detrimental to the team. But, you know. Well, yeah, no, I mean, fans, I, I think the fans are here to – I mean, I, I, I don't want any player that's going to be swayed by the, what the fans are saying. Um, the right. fans are here to make their opinion knows. And I don't think they don't want Jason Tatum to succeed. I think right now they're frustrated with his play. I think right now they're saying that Jalen Brown is playing better. And if that's the way they feel, that's the way the fans feel. Yeah. Now it's but, up to it's up to Jason Tatum to play better. And 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 and, and, and he's playing well, but he needs listen. to. But we, we all have noticed that. He's he's been starting slow. He's been making, taking bad shots, so he needs to be better at that for right. the fans to be happier with him. But it's it it's okay if your best player is not like the highest scorer like every game. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not that's not a big deal. You know, um, because other players have you know a role on this team. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we need Jalen Brown to perform just like he is on a nightly basis so that we can win. You know that that's what it comes down to. Um, and I wish people would definitely focus on that a little more. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and that real quick thing, uh, I, what I've noticed from these games, uh, you know, is that the Celtics really miss uh, having another scoring option, another reliable scoring option, and a third score to go along with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Because I feel like when, you know, the defenses have, you know, defended those guys well and have, you know, focused on them and, uh, you, you know, it made it tough for those guys. The offense tends to struggle, and there's really no one else that can, uh, you know, create their own offense consistently, uh, you know, on, on this team. So I think, you know, like you said, definitely missing uh, Kimber Walker's presence is it, it, it definitely has been daily, uh, you know, missing, and it has been evident that, that they certainly need him and that other guy to take the pressure off of 
Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And maybe if they have that third score, we'll see Jason Tatum play well because, you know, defenses won't be able to, you know, double team him off the pick and rolls like they have been and focus as much as they have on um, him, you know, this early in the season. So I think, you know, certainly that's something that I just popped in my head that I've noticed while I've been watching the Celtics, um, you know, to this point of the season. That's a fact, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, on more on the Celtics, uh, the next few games uh, that they're going to be having, uh, Celtics versus Raptors um, on Monday night on January 4th at 7.30 p.m., the Celtics versus the Heat um, in the Eastern Conference Finals rematch Ooh, on that's Wednesday, be a January big one. 6th. Um, it's actually my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. Um, yes, happy birthday to your mother, John. Right. And um, the Wizards versus that's, the Celtics. That's actually my sister's birthday. Wow. Oh, wow, that's yeah. awesome. Happy birthday to your sister, yeah, too, Happy Brad. birthday, Regine. Happy yeah, birthday. Happy birthday to her, absolutely. Um, the Wizards versus, versus Celtics on Friday, January 8th. I like that they're playing multiple games a week, man. Um, the Heat. They do. Gives us something to watch, right? Yep. Right. The Heat versus uh, Celtics um, on the 10th. So that's going to be a rematch from the first match on um, the 6th. So I'm looking forward to seeing those matches and. You know, the, the, the schedule has, definitely hasn't been, like, the easiest for us to start the season. So, uh, we'll see what's going on. But everyone's um, been going through the same thing schedule-wise. So oh, yeah. No oh, yeah. Excuse with that. Um, Actually, you know, like like the Nets. How do you guys feel about, you know, Kyrie and, and KD missing those clutch shots at the end there? And just remembering his comments about, you know, the one guy that he's played with that can actually make those shots. I mean, it happens. Players mix, miss um, game-winning shots all the time. I mean, it's just, they're actually four and three. The comment is just three coming and four, back. Actually, three and four. Yeah, they're like the seventh seed or something. The comment are just coming back to by Kyrie and the Kyrie in the ass because he made an asinine comment. But as far as that game, I mean, it happens. Players miss shots all the time. Jason Tatum. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm with that. I I think. You know, it's just part of the game. Like, not everybody, you know, or not every great player, superstar in this league is going to make every single clutch shot, um, you know, in crunch time at the end of the, the game. That's not how, uh, you know, the basketball, you know, goes and, and works. So, uh, I mean, it was crazy that they both on the same possession missed, uh, you know, game-winning shots because they both had wide-open looks and uh you know, and could have made either one of those shots, particularly Kevin Durant, since there was legit no one around him. Mid-range sniper. Yeah, exactly. And usually is that he's usually money, in, you know, from from mid-range or yeah. pretty much anywhere on the court, but particularly in that area. So no, it was definitely surprising to to see that. But uh, you know, it's one of those things where you know every now and then you know the ball just doesn't uh, fall for you, and, and and your shots just not there. So it happens to all the, the great players in the league. So you just got to bounce back and, you know, and move on to the next game and, you know, or make sure you execute that, um you know, possession better the, the next time you get that opportunity. Yeah, I actually didn't even care about it at all. I just like to take every opportunity to, like, rub it into, you know, Kyrie Irving. That's it. <laughs> I don't even, I'm not even paying attention to them. They're three and four. Um, I'm definitely – I'm surprised that they're three and four and they're, like, a seventh or eighth seed right now. Um, but then I'm not surprised because it's only been seven games. So, you know. Right, it's a new team. Philly, right, right, Philly's right. number one and Cleveland's, like, number two. It's like, who? 
And then well, Orlando's well, up there too. I'm like, yeah, these guys, they're going to fall off in a few games. So, right, right. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, right. I didn't know those two teams were up uh, that high in the Eastern right. Trump and standings, but standings don't really mean anything. It don't mean season. at this time, no. But what I am, um, what I do think about is uh, the Nets losing Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, I think that was a huge loss for them. Sure. It was. That was a huge loss. Um, that's going to be Definitely. it for, for the NBA. Uh, we got a couple news regarding the MLB and the NHL. So MLB, uh, the Rays trade Blake Snell to San Diego Padres for multiple prospects. So um, Blake Snell is a really good pitcher, and he got traded. Um, so he they got a good re- – I don't know if they got a good return for him, but, you know, he's worth a lot. So um, that, that was pretty big news in, in the MLB. Uh, for the NHL, really big news for the Bruins. Uh, we want to say thank you to a uh, former captain of the team, uh, Zadino Shara. Um, he leaves the Bruins after 14 years um, in, in the league, well, with the team, and he will not be playing for the Capitals. Um, you know, so I know a lot of people were heartbroken, but, but, you know, if you're watching the game, you saw that, you know, the game is way too fast for Big Z right now. You know what I'm saying? He really – Right now, the, the best thing he can do is provide leadership. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to rely on him to, like, be the best offensive, um, you know, player like we used to count on him to be, you know. So um, good luck to Shara, you know, his in his new endeavors. Um, and now we're going to turn it to Vlad. What's going on? Um, so in soccer, not not a lot to report, but just a couple of, um, of things that made the headline. Cristiano Ronaldo broke. Um, Pele all-time goal scoring record of 757 goals. Um, so it's right, right now, Cristiano, <laughs> right now Cristiano has 759 goals. Um, Messi also broke, broke Pele's record of 643 goals for one single club. Um, right now, I believe he's at 647 or 46 goals. Um, so just two greats of the soccer world breaking um, one of the best players ever as Pele, Pele's record. player ever. So, um, so yeah, that made the soccer headline, and I figured I'd share it with you guys, but that's it. That was cool. That's cool, awesome. Cool. Thanks, that's bud. huge, man. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, we're going to move into uh, the B-Money Lifestyle Person of the Week, brought to you by B-Money himself. Yes, thank you, John. Appreciate it. So for this week's B-Money Lifestyle uh, Person of the Week, I should say persons, since we have multiple people we have two uh special individuals who accomplished uh some pretty you know special things uh you know th- this past week so the first one i want to talk about is uh you know becky hammond from uh the assistant coach from the san antonio spurs she's been there for uh for a while now on, on that coaching staff with greg popovich and is a highly uh respected you know coach in, in this in the NBA and in this league, you know, particularly by Greg Popovich, uh, she actually made history uh, this week, becoming the first woman to coach uh, in an NBA game to be a head coach. Actually, uh, in a regular season game since uh, Coach Popovich uh, was got ejected in one of those games, so she had uh, filled in for him for the rest of that game as the the head coach on um you know on their staff. So that was pretty cool and pretty awesome that, uh, you know, she, she was able to do that and get that opportunity, uh, you know, after Popovich got ejected. So definitely want to give her a big, you know, shout out and, you know, congrats on that. That's certainly huge. And 
I've been hearing talk that she could even potentially be a head coach one day in, in this league, which I definitely wouldn't be surprised about because she's definitely has a really good basketball mind and, um, you know, is, is good at what she does. So, and then the second person is uh, Bianca Smith, who also was another woman in sports that did something really special and made history. Uh, she became the first black woman to coach in a minor yeah, and, and yeah, in the Major League Baseball, she's actually going to be coaching the minor league team of the Boston Red Sox. So uh, they signed her to, you know, a minor league uh, coaching role um, this week. Uh, so she, she's actually going to be part of, you know, the Red Sox coaching staff for this upcoming season. Uh, so I'm definitely, you know, excited, you know, about that. Uh, you know, since, you know, it's my team, the Red Sox, and that's really awesome and and. Uh, amazing accomplishment for her to be able to achieve that, uh, you know, it goes since we've never seen that before. So, you know, definitely want to, you know, congratulate her and good luck to her in her new position. And, uh, you know, I hope, hope it goes well for her. So congrats to, you know, both women, uh, you know, because they both achieved history and uh, are starting to break the trend in sports and open up uh, more opportunities for women. Uh, you know, as 2020 has been a big year for women in sports. So hopefully 2021 uh, continues to be, you know, a good year for women in sports and more women get uh, opportunities to be able to, uh, you know, be successful and, and have, uh, you know, roles on these teams and organizations on the professional level. Uh, so they both made her story uh, <laughs> now, as they say. So definitely, um and congrats to both of those women for being uh, the Be Money Lifestyle Persons of the Week. And that's definitely that Be Money Lifestyle. That's awesome, man. Um, congratulations to uh, Becky Ammon and Bianca Smith. Go, Bianca. Um, yes, posted, Bianca, go, girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and shout out to the Red thing. Sox, you know, for, for doing that right there. Um, and I'm sure she's highly qualified and ready to go and, and perform her job to the highest ability, you know, to a high level. Um, and mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be it for episode 42. If you're still watching, as always, thank you so much, you know, for tuning in. Um, remember to please subscribe, please share these videos, please press the bell notification, comment on these episodes. The more you comment, you know, the more places these videos go, uh, we work hard on these things. So, you know, we appreciate the support once again, and we'll catch you in episode 43. Peace out. Peace out. Peace. Have a good week, everybody. See you next week. Happy New Year.